There's nothing you need to do in this life, in this world to receive love. There's no achievement that you can get to that you'll receive more love from. So you might as well just start opening to the idea and your body and the energy that you can receive love as much as you're willing to allow in at any point in time. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's gotta be more to life, or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right, my friends. So today I'm going to read you a more recent review came to us from Noelle Brianna, who headlined it, The Soul Seeps Out, Results That Resonate. I absolutely love it. So Noelle Brianna, if you're listening to this, please reach out to me, Elon at SatoriPrime.com, and I will send you a wonderful little gift. So she writes, as I listen to Guy and Elon, I can't help but hear their soul. Two men, brothers, who are surely helping a massive of people create results that resonate with their highest self. The shifts are internal, but they are visible. Cheers to a life where I truly have it all, including an amazing audio experience, bringing me one step closer to becoming myself. Noel Brianna, thank you for the wonderful words. And if you would like to get your own very special gift, then head over to iTunes, leave us an honest rating, and when I read yours out loud, you can, again, reach out to me at Elon at SatoriPrime.com, and I will send you a great little gift. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to today's uh, Q&A webinar with myself and Elon. Elon will be here in uh, just a second. My brother and I are have been on a personal development, spiritual development journey for um going on over 17 years now. We, we got going back in 2003 and we started coaching people shortly thereafter. We, we did that for about eight to 10 years without even realizing that there was a thing called the coaching industry where, where people got paid for it. And, um, you get paid? we got paid for this. Um, and you know, this is not, not something that we do for money and to be you know, frankly, this is what we do for a living. Um, but really, it's our heart's work and something that we'll probably continue doing for the rest of our lives, um, giving back to people, working with people, uh, helping people transform their lives is the greatest uh, gift of our lives. And uh, I always say I get paid really handsomely to make other people's lives awesome. That's, that's pretty much how I feel about my life. So, um, you know, if you're here, this is really kind of like a, hopefully an initial soiree with us to get a little bit of a feeling about who we are, not just the people on YouTube, not just the people behind the podcast or a piece of content, but that you guys see that we are 
real and actual people who are dealing with real and actual events in life. And over the 17 years of doing this personal development stuff, um, magical things, we've discovered a lot of things and remembered a lot of things that make our life work with effortless uh, ease in a lot of ways where people just can't imagine how it is that we deal with the circumstances of everyday lives, uh, how our relationships are the way that they are, how we get to travel the world and, you know, all the juicy things that many of us want in our lives. And this is not to say that everything in our life is perfect all the time. Uh, in fact, if you listen to our podcast, you'll listen to how much we disseminate about the things that aren't going well. And I think part of the education we bring forth is that, hey, this is life. This is how it shows up. And you can still be empowered in the face of pretty much any circumstance, here's how we uh, deal with things, here's how we look at things, and here's how we move through things to allow ourselves to heal uh, many of the traumas that a lot of us are carrying around, which we have found certain certain and actual ways that help you uh, heal through traumas and really become the person that you have always wanted to be, your true essence. Um, so that's what this webinar is all about. It's to give you guys a bit of a taste, an aperitif, if you will, of uh, what it is that we're all about. But here's what you get to know about today's webinar is we hold nothing back. Like if you ask us a question, we will give you the same coaching that we would give a client who's paying us, um, you know, thousands of dollars every single month to get the same type of coaching. We really, really, really want you guys to get an experience of what it's like to work with us. And then what you'll actually end up getting is an opportunity to look at how you can participate in either working with us or being in one of our programs. And we'll take about maybe two, three minutes of this whole a uh, whole 90 minute uh, webinar to do that and just invite you into how you can simply do that if you so choose. If not, that's okay too. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Anything you want to add? Um, anything I want to add? Yeah, I would just add like if you came here, um, make sure to ask very, very specific questions. Yep. So don't ask very generic, like, you know, how do I overcome anxiety? Um, because or what's the mean or what's the meaning of life? You, you can go into, uh, you know, Google and type that and get a bajillion different answers. Uh, we really want to make this as impactful as possible for you. Obviously, it's very different when we can work with you in a one on one situation and really get your world and ask questions and kind of go back and forth with you. Um, and I will share with you how you can possibly do that if, if you want to at the end of this. Uh, but in the meantime, if you can just give us like more specific questions, uh, sharing a little bit about the experience, where you're feeling stuck, things like that, um, where you want breakthroughs in, et cetera, we're, we're happy to, to share anything and everything at our arsenal. Um, so why don't you, why don't we dive in is uh, the question with Mary. First one, not so much a question. Um, there's a little bit of a question in there, but it's it's not. I don't know. So why don't you kind of summarize what's in there, and then let's see if we could extract something. This, this is Mary from uh, from SFM, who we met, who left her husband, moved to Seattle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. now she, now she's back in Cali, um, and basically her husband is wanting her uh, her back. And saying like, hey, after 43 years, you know, like we should make this work, et cetera. She doesn't want to go back. And so she wants to prove to herself that she can do this. She said, mentally, I'm in a much better place than I was in January. And I'm doing your program. I feel guidance and support from you and the community. Any words of encouragement are appreciated. I love you guys forever. Grateful, Mary. So, yeah, Mary, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of context, we met Mary at an event back in, what was it, September? Of last yeah. year? Yes, yeah, September, September last year. Last year. 
Um, and what Mary was afraid to say was that she's been teetering on leaving her husband for 43 years. Um, and through that, I mean, we spent, we were there for a weekend, but we actually, um, were speaking on stage for, for an entire day. And through that day, you could just see this like light come on inside of her and just wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I think she, you know, like most people who are really stuck in, in making this, these big decisions, you notice that you're always looking for answers from other people. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And then like, after you've collected enough agreement from people, you're like, okay, I feel strong enough to do it. Uh, one thing you should know about Guy and I, we will never tell you what to do. Literally ever. If someone's, if you're looking for someone to tell you what to do, then I would offer you that what you're looking for is not a coach. What you're looking for is a crutch. Oh, and what I mean by that is that you're looking for someone that you can lean on to then displace responsibility if and when shit doesn't work out for you. Because if you truly chose from yourself and made that choice, then you're 100% responsible for it. But if you got agreement from other people, right, that's like, oh, well, well, they all thought it was a good idea. So I did what they did, but it didn't work out. So it's their fault. Right. And this is just how we approach life. But if that's your modality, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just something to be aware of. You'll notice that what you look for are people that will tell you what to do. And if that's what you're looking for, I'm telling you right now, is you just haven't owned your truth, your power, uh, your self-expression. And so what we did with Mary is like, even though she wanted that, we never gave her that. What we allowed her to see is her power. And sure enough, she went home. And a little while later, I got a video <laughs> saying that she chose out of the relationship and she chose to move to Seattle and do all these amazing things. And uh, just it's amazing. Like when, when you light up and you make that choice internally, everything shifts about you. Like like the before and after picture of Mary, is just, it's just astounding to see and like the exuberance of life back and all that stuff because – you know, the thinking about choices is very, very heavy. Like sitting on the fence back and forth is literally the worst place to be. Mm -hmm. You're way better off being a yes or a no. Like you're much better being a no. I mean, yes is obviously, you know, if, if that feels right for you, then that's a great answer. But like you're way better off being a no than a maybe. And so, Mary, just to look, there, there's no guidance. I'm just going to remind you of who you were <laughs> and who you are. And whoever made that choice and if what feels good for you right now is not to go back and you don't want to do that, then the rest, as you've seen in the last few months, will naturally show itself to you. Just like moving to Seattle felt really good at the time and it's like you followed that path and then all of a sudden life showed up and moving back to California all of a sudden felt really good as well. And that's just kind of how life goes. It's not about having the right decision forever. That's where people get really sucked in. It's like, but what if I choose the wrong thing? Is there really a wrong thing? What if that choice, whatever that choice is right now, led you to the next step, like the next stepping stone in your process that will unveil to you that next amazing thing that you get to plan? But if you sit on the sidelines, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I? Because what you're worried about is like, oh, God forbid, if I walk down that path and it's the wrong path and I've wasted all this time, da, da, da. How do you know? Everything in your life, if you look back, has always led you. 
not always like to the most amazing, blissful moments of your life, but it's always led you to your greatest growth opportunities. And it's always led you to things that have served you at a soul level at your highest. And so I would just remind you, Mary, like you just get to keep leaning into choosing moment by moment what feels in your best and highest alignment. And as that transpires, just be willing to, just like water, be really fluid and open to things shifting and moving and changing. Because if you weren't right now, like think about this, you wouldn't be coming back to California. You wouldn't be here to support your your son. Like all of these things wouldn't be because you would have gone to Seattle and be like, I am never going back to California because that means like all this other stuff is there. And, and look how much joy coming back to California in this new empowered, enlightened state that you are, uh, how that feels. Like you wouldn't have had that experience if you were just stuck in your old old uh, pattern. So hopefully that that serves you something. Yeah, she also wrote, is it okay to focus now on finances, finance area so that I can continue my path? Sounds like that's what you're saying. Um, I don't think Elon was saying necessarily about the finance area or again, you know, we're, we tread very lightly with giving people directives on what they should or should not do, right? Like the no one can be responsible for anybody's actions except for the person taking those actions. Um, Elon was kind of pointing to, and I'll just reaffirm it and say it in a little bit of a different way. Most of us, when we're trying to make a choice of any kind, we already actually know what choice we want to make, right? So <laughs> it's funny. Did you say anything about finances, bro? No, nothing. Okay. So, <laughs> so Mary, I just wanted you to get that. Is it okay now to focus on finance area? Sounds like that's what you were saying. Elon actually didn't say that. So, I'm, I'm not using that as a way to make fun of you. I'm actually using that as a, as, a, as a teaching moment of something to point to as a lens that you're probably looking at life through right now. So it's like you're also you're uh, you're like listening through the finance lens. Right. So it's like whatever Elon's saying, it's like trying to fit into that. And what I'm what I the reason I want to say that is wherever we are, it's like when people ask us a question. I, I usually say to them, you're asking the question because you already know the answer. You want someone to reaffirm it to you so that you can validate your own answer. So it's like we already know the story that we want to build. We already know the evidence that we want to build, right? If you want to get out of a relationship like you did, Mary, right? Like over time, you'll build a case to do that. Um, in your case, it, it took you know quite a bit of time. I don't know from what I remember about the conversation that was like in the background for quite a bit of time. Um, again, not bad or wrong. We all do this. Every human I've ever met, right? We have an interpretation of life. And one of the ways that we validate our reality is if enough people agree, then it must be true. So then we go around and we enroll our friends and we talk to, you know, have conversations and we pluck from those conversations what we need to pluck in order to get this like feeling of validation inside so we can finally make those choices. Where Elon and I go to work with people is number one, pointing that out to them, that that's a phenomenon of being human, that we have these ways that we test our reality, validate our reality, feel our self-worth. And that these are false premises, that these actually never lead you to actually validating anything inside. What you, what people are really after most of the time is safety, well-being, connection, and love, right? So what they don't feel is their worthiness within to make a choice for themselves just because it feels like the right choice, just like you did when you drove off and you moved to uh, Seattle and you were beaming, right? And you made that video. That to me is indicative of someone who's just like, 
I know this just feels good. It doesn't need to make sense to anybody else. It just feels good to me. I'm going to go there and see where this path leads me. I don't need to know the rest of the, of the, what it looks like. Right. So people are always looking for these, like, um, kind of what Elon was saying, like a strategy, the right strategy that's like right forever. Okay. Maybe it's a strategy that works, but it works right now. And then a year from now or six months from now or three months from now, maybe it's not the right strategy for you anymore. And that structure gets to go away and you get to rebuild a new structure and feel into what, what feels good now. And I think you have been doing that to an extent. So it's like, if anything, we're not, we're not telling you to do anything different than you've done. We're saying, continue on the path that you've been on, whether it's your finances or looking at being with your husband or not again, it's what feels good, right? If you feel into being with your husband and you feel like I'm going to feel constrained when I get there, it doesn't feel good, you know, like in my body, this doesn't feel right you know, that's indicative of something. If moving back to California felt really open, if focusing on your finances makes you feel really free right now, that's the kind of stuff that Elon and I are always saying, have the courage to follow that thread. See where that leads. Because the reality is if we want to be in the now, right? If as much as we all, we've all heard this spiritually and personal development, be here now, be here now, be in the present, be here now. The mind is not here now. <laughs> it's constantly worrying about what might be coming in the future and trying to strategize to protect and mitigate risk from that future, or it's regretting something in the past or it's attached to something in the past and it can't seem to let go of, right? Um, somebody else here asked a question yeah. about that, about like yeah. about letting go uh, and grieving. And we'll talk about that. So I think it, this works in really well together. Notice how the mind is never here. Now, the only thing that we can sense into the now is literally what feels good right now. Said another way is what what feels good? What's that next inch that you can, that next step that you can take? And that's all you feel into. What is that inch that feels good for me right now? You don't have to know the rest of the path. I think even in the secret, you know, he says, just just take the first step. Don't worry about the other thousand steps. Just take the first step, right? And I think that that's a very accurate thing for how life reveals itself. Life doesn't show you all of life at once. It literally shows you now and now and now and now and the next inch and the next inch. So the only thing we really have access to is what feels good now. So if, you know, again, what feels good now is the finances, then yeah, I would say focus on that and see what opens up, whether it's business opportunities or uh, a new career or whatever that might be for you. But that's, if that's the space, that's the space. So awesome stuff. So we want to go to Renee's question. Sure. Wasn't a question, but we can kind of formulate it into one. Uh, Renee, let me just broadcast this to the room. Unless you think that Kyle's is. Uh, I love I mean, Kyle's question, but every you know how this is. Everything always interweaves anyway. So yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. So Renee uh, asks, hello, something that persists on coming up for me is difficulty in letting go and grieving. My challenge is that I tend to hold on to things that have happened in the past. I'd like to learn how to process loss and experience grief to process to process the loss and move on. Beautiful. Um, so I think this actually does placate well with Kyle's question. And so we might as well read it just so we, we have that on the table too. Kyle asks, so my question, and I love this, that it's coming from, from a, a man. Um, if, if the, indeed you are a man, cause I actually know Kyle here in California, that's a woman. Um, so my question is, how do you open your heart? I've been meditating for a while and I've noticed that things trying to come up in my heart and I feel this tightening and closing off often throughout the day. That's by the way, incredible awareness, Kyle, like yeah. you are 90% ahead of most people we talk to just by what you said right there. Uh, as a result, I've been somewhat cut off from my feelings and constantly in my head and lost in thought. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll point to Renee's stuff. We'll work it into Kyle's stuff. I just want that hanging out in the background. 
So Renee, look, the first thing is, you know, something I've learned over the last few years is that we have taken most of life at face value. Um, and what do I mean by that? In terms of there are social norms or social beliefs that have been handed down from generation to generation, from family to family, right? Um, from tradition to tradition, not all of which that we're all aware of, because there are certainly traditions in other countries I'm not aware of at all. They're not aware of American traditions and so on and so forth. So first of all, it's like, what, what are the correct traditions? If somewhere in the world for thousands of years, they've been doing a tradition that we don't even know that they're doing. And we've been doing one for hundreds of years that they don't even know that we're doing. And we think it's the utmost important, but in another culture, they don't do it at all. And yet life moves on totally fine. Then how, how are we going to sit and go, well, our tradition is more right than their tradition. We should be doing this. Um, I think death specifically is one of these traditions that has been uh, muddled um, very much. And that most of us, again, don't stop to actually ask the question, not is the tradition right? That's not even the important question. The question is, is this tradition right for me? Does that feel good, right? Like what we were just saying uh, with Mary. It's like, does this actually feel good for me to do this tradition? Now, you know, depending on what your interpretation of is of a life or death, I don't want to get into too much about that. I can only give my perspective. I don't actually think we we die. I think we transform. We change forms. And, and that's pretty much it, right? Transform, tra like just like a butterfly. We're just constantly changing form. And we've misinterpreted that as a beginning and an end and this kind of stuff. Really, we kind of have infinity to play with. Um, so <clears throat> with, with grieving though, right? Like grieving is, is certainly a part of, of human life in this density. Um, not an easy part of it, a very uncomfortable and difficult part. And whether you've dealt with heart loss and it has felt like grieving loss or whether you have dealt with a, a loved one passing and that heartbreak that comes along with knowing that you're not going to see that person. That's a very real, very deep, um, and, and, and very personal thing. Um, so I'm not telling you that I know what I'm talking about when I say these things. I just can only tell you like what I've learned from doing these practices. So I'm looking at your languaging, which which lets me know your relationship to it, okay? As best as I can extract from what you said. And my feeling is, is that for you, and this is probably true for most people because of the traditions that we've learned, it's like heartbreak, this kind of heartbreak. What we say is like, I need time to get over it, Okay said another way is like, I need to find a way around it. Okay. And what, what I mean by that is that most people actually don't go through grief through yeah. grief. Okay. They go around grief because they're so scared of what they're feeling in their bodies that they don't actually truly experience the grief that's there. And Elon and I have seen this for years, especially around um, loss with parents that children don't properly grieve and how that, lingers with them and starts impacting the types of choices that they make in life, um, how they experience fear, their personal power and their role in the world. And it has a tremendous impact on them. And honestly, here's what I can tell you. A lot of times we just give them permission to grieve. And I kind of have chills saying that for some reason. Um, it's like people just need the permission to like, just go there to kind of just crumble and fall apart into it and really feel the disparity that something like that brings on and not to necessarily get lost in it. Okay. Cause this is, this is the difference between how Elon and I work and this will kind of work into Kyle's question too. Our system, <clears throat> like we can't manage how our body feels, right? Have you guys ever tried to manage your feelings? It doesn't work very well. If someone pisses you off, it pisses you off. I don't care how much personal development you've done, how much understanding you have or knowledge you've acquired. 
when you're pissed off, you're fucking pissed off. And when you're sad, you're fucking sad, right? So it's like, you're not going to read enough books in this world to start managing your fear and your sadness to a point where you just won't experience them anymore. Here's the, here's the shift though. Most people, so it's like, there's a part in the system that gets activated. And for those of you guys who have been in this webinars or in our training, you know, we talk a lot about parts and, and how the system is somatically responding to your environment and to your circumstances and even to your own personal beliefs about self. So there's a response in the system and then the part creates an experience for you. It's actually a distortion and disillusionment experience. Now there's a big difference between having an ability through like a meditative practice, which is what meditation I believe is actually for to watch the part arise like a, like a bus or a car that's driving by and you're watching the bus or the car drive by and you can fully embrace and have the experience, right? You can fully say, wow, I can feel all the sadness that's there. And there's a really big difference between watching that go by and that, or getting on the car or in that bus and going along for the ride. And that's the big difference. Most people, when they're experiencing heavy emotion or even joyful emotions, they literally get taken by it and they go for the ride. When you've built a practice, like a meditation practice or the, some of the somatic things that we teach our, our high-end students, which is really what help, helps the body heal, by the way, is they can fully go through the experience by just watching the car go by and not having to go into the car and go along for the ride. When you've developed this ability, this is what we call the witness mind or the witness heart mind, okay, which is very different than being in your critical mind or being in your praiser mind, which is kind of like the three areas we talk about, critic mind, praiser mind. And the witness mind, when you're in the witness mind, then the then what you're watching is an object go by. When you're in the other two, then you become the subject of the object and you go along for the ride with it. So grieving is energy that's trying to move through the body, right? A, a rather uncomfortable energy that's trying to move into, through the body. And emotions that you're having is energy in motion. When we cut off the ability for the energy to move, then the emotion gets stuck and stunted in the body. And this creates stress in that part of the body, right? It creates dis-ease, a lack of ease in that part of the body. And this is where people start looping in the energy because it's like you put a stake in the ground and now you're like trying to walk away, but one foot is tied to that stake and all you're doing is just walking around in a circle. And the energy is just looping in your body and looping in your body. And then the thoughts come on and try to protect you. And it actually becomes this very vicious cycle that it keeps you in the space. But if you would just remove the stake and let it kind of flourish and just kind of like sit in the experience without, again, going for the ride, just notice there's sadness, there's anger, there's loss, you know, there's disparity, there's all the things. It might be uncomfortable at first and it might last longer than you wish that it should, right? Then you think that it should because the mind doesn't have patience. It wants results now. It's like, okay, I'm going to feel through this. Let's fucking feel through this. Cool. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to feel through this. All right, I'm here. We got five minutes to feel through grief. Let's do this thing, right? And your body is like, doesn't, and your body doesn't care about that. Your body is infinitely patient. It runs in its own time and it heals on its own clock. So the last little piece I'll tell you here, this is the difference between getting a cut on your finger and with your mind going, heal it. Mind over matter. They told me mind over matter. It's going to heal. Five minutes. Let's do this. Come on. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. And you're getting upset because it's still bleeding. Or you're just like, huh. All right. I'm going to trust in the divine force that heals my body, which is what all of us do when we need to cut a thing, when a finger needs to get mended or uh, a bone needs to get mended after it's broken, you know, or anything like that. 
where like we can notice that there's discomfort in our finger. Notice that we do this so naturally. We notice there's discomfort in our finger, but we don't spend all our time focusing on it and creating intention and trying to manifest skin back into place or doing all those things. We're just like, cool, I can feel that there's discomfort and I trust that my body is going to take care of it. And guess what happens? The body patiently, gracefully takes care of that cut. And a few days later, you barely even notice that's there. There's no discomfort anymore. Um, so this is very, very similar to that. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I was just saying with um, – she was saying, Renee, that it was specifically to loss of opportunity. Okay. Um, and, and not person. So she was saying loss of, loss of opportunities either by choice through fear of making wrong choices. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because, like, the grief process is – is there, it's just different. And if you notice, like when you lose a potential business opportunity or something around business, then what happens is you don't go into sadness. You go more into like guilt Hmm. and beating yourself up. Like you fucked something up. Like Hmm. you did something to make this happen. We were actually just on a coaching call with someone yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about this very thing. It's like, you know, something showed itself to you, then you lost that thing. And then you don't go into, okay, let's just create the next one, right? It's like, oh my God, I lost that. How do, what did I do to make that thing go away? How do I get that thing back? And it all stems back from this place of just feeling uh, like there's lack, like there is just that one thing that you have to hold on to or otherwise you know it's never going to come back and this is just purely from experience maybe you guys have similar experiences but our personal experience and having worked with thousands of people through the years is the ones that we fought for because what we were feeling was lack like Oh, I just need this client because X, Y, Z money, or I need this client because I think they're going to be a a bigger opportunity to something. Like anytime there was any sort of agenda with the client, Mm -hmm. the client kind of disappeared and we wanted to like keep them or we signed up with them knowing that like it wasn't in full alignment. It always blew up in our face, blew up in our face to the point that after a while, like we would just, the two of us would have a conversation before we take on any client um, and we just chat. We're like, how do you feel about this? We tune in. We're like, yep, that feels good. Because what we found is that when it doesn't and we don't do that, we would rather give the person double back their money to get the fuck away from us because it was just so not a fit, right? And like, look, for me as a coach, and I'm sure for Guy too, the biggest thing we want is we want to wake people up, light you up from the inside. Kind of like what Mary was talking about, right? Just like human beings realizing their, their massive potential and superpower. I wrote a a poem about this today of like you tapping into your superpower and realizing that you are capable of things beyond your wildest dreams to me is what's going to set this world on a new path. It's not about trying to figure out how to destroy this government or that government. It's not about teaming up about this team and I'm fighting for these rights. I don't believe it's any of that. 
I believe when you get lit up from the inside and you find out who you truly are and you let your gift shine, then that gives your children the ability to shine their gifts, which gives your friends the ability to shine their gifts. You know, I'm lucky enough to have like had a birthday and every year it always lands on Memorial Day. So every year we have a huge party at my house and all my friends, like closest, closest friends come. And this year people just started sharing like amazing things with either me personally or, or publicly. And one of the things that I kept hearing, which I've been learning to receive a lot more is what a positive inspiration I've been to everyone around me. Hmm. Like what they look to me for is they know that I'm always going to be positive, always going to be supporting them. And like, I push and inspire them to do things in their lives that they never had, like even on their lists of things to do. And on the one hand, like the one voice in my head is always like, yeah, right. Like who the fuck am I? Like, there's no way I did that. Right. But <laughs> I'm training myself to like fully receive that. Right. So us being that light in the world is how I believe we get to transform the world. There will always be darkness in the world. Always. There cannot be light without darkness. The question is, are the light workers so scared and afraid of the dark that we go into hiding? Or do light workers get called to by the darkness? And I think what Guy and I do is we give people permission to be their highest and best self this lifetime. Now, not like five, 10 years from now when you've figured out your finances and your relationships and you can walk out to the world like, look at me, I'm picture perfect. Guy and I are not picture perfect. We have just as many struggles as you do in challenges, whether in business or relationships, you know, like. Guy's a six-month-old at home. I have two kids. I have a seven- and a six-year-old at home. I've been married for 11 years. I've lost a business terribly. We've gone through like this and this business. We've experienced it all. The difference is that I choose to be this light every single day, no matter what, because that's who I am. And that allows you to come here, whether you listen to our podcast, you are part of our programs. And I know that like people come into our community to wake the fuck up, to remember who they are. So Renee, like business loss, all I know is I look at it as course corrections. I look at it as these micro adjustments. There's a divine timing to things that is so beyond our puny understanding of what is happening in the world. Watch any nature show and you will quickly realize how imbecile we are as human beings. Like the amount of time it takes for things in this perfect world that we live in to, to get created. Just watch One Strange Rock. It will blow your mind. It's, a, it's an awesome show. I think it's on Netflix. Put it um, like, like to see what happens on this planet for, for us to have air to breathe it's beyond your comprehension. So to be like, no, this was the one opportunity. And if it wasn't this opportunity, like it'll never happen again. Who the fuck are you to say? Like, how do you know that that's not just moving you onto a different path to get one that's 10 times better than that? 
And I will tell you this, the you being in argument with or you trying to hold on to the thing that you supposedly lost, what, whatever that means, right? Like that actually slows down the process. So the letting go and the surrender isn't like, oh, God, ugh, whatever. It's not that. It's surrendering to the greatness that is always unfolding. It's this ability to just go like, you know what? Not this. Great. Show me what's next. That's like there's a power in that. There isn't a like, oh, let me just be this sack of, you know, whatever, just blowing in the wind. No, that that's like I've resigned it, given up to life. But there's a very, very different energy around that. So hopefully that gives you something. Um, yeah, dude, really brilliant. Really, really great share. And um, for Renee and Mary, um, I just wanted to like say to you guys. So, you know, Mary says, you know, like, I felt like I fucked up. Renee said, yeah, I fucked up. So just real quick, if we were like a coaching session right now, that's where I would stop you is the part that just punished yourself. So if you can, whoever's here right now, whatever you got going on in your life, take a moment and map this onto yourself about something that you feel is not working. It's not, you don't feel there's a lot of flow there. There's resistance and you're internally punishing yourself. I want you to just take a moment and feel that. I know normally you avoid this, but I just want you to feel, feel it, feel the punishment. And the first thing to notice is mentally is the punishment is the same punishment your parents gave you or the, the way that you perceived the punishment that your parents handed out. Okay. And what I want you to do is to, inst you, usually when that comes online, I want you to notice that something comes online inside like a protection mechanism to manage that feeling. And Renee, you asked about gr grieving and loss. This is why you never get past it because that's right there. And then something comes in to manage it. And that's the pattern, not the feeling or the sensation. The thing that comes to manage the feeling and the sensation, that's the pattern. That's what doesn't let go. That's the stake in the ground. That's the hook. That's why we don't move forward. So notice that there's something managing it right now. Maybe it's saying something to you. Maybe it's a feeling that you get. Maybe it's how you avoid the situation, whatever it might be. And here's what, what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to love the thing that's managing it. <clears throat> love it. And if you, you're finding that difficult to do, then love that you can't love it. Always start with where you can bring, bring gratitude and love to something. So if you're feeling stuck, notice that there's a manager that's trying to get you unstuck. It is working its ass off. It's talking to your friends. It's strategizing. It's Google searching. It's YouTube searching. It's making it sure that you sleep enough and eat enough or not, right? And that's how you deal with this shit. But that's the pattern. And that's why the results always end up the same. Because when that pattern runs, you're in automation. And when you're in automation, you get the same results that you got before. So it doesn't want to be told what to do no more than you want to be told what to do. All the parts inside your body work just the way that you do. If you get defensive when somebody tells you about you, it gets defensive yeah. when you try to tell it how to act. And it doesn't go, okay, cool, I'll get out of here. It goes on lockdown. It gets in defensive. It's like, fuck you. Like this, like a pestilent little child or petulant child, right? Whatever that word is. And it, and it sticks around and it doesn't want to move. When we say like love is the answer to everything, love is the answer to everything. You want to move that part? You want it to heal? Love that part. If you find that difficult to do, 
then love the part that can't love that part and start with that. You will find your system magically altering, reorganizing and transforming itself the same way that the finger knows how to mend itself and the, and the broken bone knows how to mend itself. It just knows what to do. Your body has always known what to do, but we interject with the worry and the regrets of the mind and we stop the energetic process that the body is trying to go through. What Elon and I do with our clients is we just help them stop that. Yeah. We just help them stop having their mind interject with what the body and the intuition and the intelligence that's always been here knows what to do. That's it. Because think, think of the moments in your life where you've been in flow. Think of the moments in your life where things have felt easy. And if not easy, easier, less effort, um, people showed up, experiences just unraveled, opportunities, uh, gifts came online, like whatever your experience of that was. And as you're envisioning that, check in. During those times, were you operating from your heart and just kind of like following the path or were you constantly figuring out the next step? Did you have like a, you know, 10 part to do step by step by step thing and you were feeling in that flow or did it just feel like the world was rolling out a red carpet for you? That's look, that's your God given right is to have life be that experience where most people experience that by accident and it's like, Oh my God, life is so good. And then what happens is like, well, it can't be this good. And then you just crash back to earth because that's, that's you know, the, the way that our systems are programmed. Um, our, everything that we do is about giving you access to live life that way on purpose, not just by accident. And it really is to what guy was saying. It's like, I think every one of you guys knows this. It's just a cliche line, but, but it is a cliche because it works. It's like the only thing standing in the way of your greatness is you. And it's not even you as like the higher self you. It's just all of these little parts that we talk about, right? Like I was mentioning the manager, the part that's really afraid, the part that's trying to be a good boy or girl, like all of these parts that we have that are constantly like running the show over there. That's really what's in the way of you tapping into that God-given right. And so as you remove is not the right word, as you integrate those parts into your whole, as you start to build a relationship with these parts in a way that you've just been avoiding them, right? Like, you know, Renee, you were saying that you were crying right now. You're crying right now because you actually like allowed that feeling to be there. That's right. Right. Instead of what we do is, the feeling is very uncomfortable. And so the mind comes in and goes, we don't want to feel that. And then the mind goes into it's like doer thing, right? Where we just like figure out and it doesn't give a shit. Like it doesn't give a shit if what we're doing is helping or not helping, creating good results or not good results. As long as we are moving, you're not worried about the sensation. You're not worried about the pain. You're not feeling it, right? It's like, I'm doing something. And so, yeah, that's that's really what we help you tap into. Yeah, and that's really smart, right? Because- that's the thing. We we have busy lives that help us avoid this stuff. You want to see someone break down? Make them be quiet. <laughs> Just get quiet. You will break the fuck down. Because all the parts that we keep at bay 
it's like we're trying to run faster so they don't catch up to us. And then the moment that you get quiet, everything is just right there. Everything just starts percolating out of your subconscious into your consciousness as a measure of trying to heal it because the body's like, finally, I have a freaking opportunity to do something here and let go of some of the stuff that I've been holding on to. But even when we're quiet, what do we do? We smoke something, we drink something, we eat something, we fuck something, right? It's like we, we work something out. Like it, it's what we're doing. And I'm giving it to you straight because it's just how it is, right? We, we've developed a life and, you know, like this is why this is making us unhealthy. Because in every quiet opportunity that we have, what are you doing? Oh, I, wonder what, I wonder what messages I got. Did someone like my stuff today? And all that does mm-hmm. is activate more of the ego shit. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm free of it. I'm, I'm guilty of it as anything. I'm really looking at my relationship to my device because I, I, I'm getting that it's removing me from my spirituality. Yeah, it's interconnected and it has a value. We just need to start understanding what is actually valuable, valuable about this connection. Because much of it right now is altering our perception. Much of it not for the better. Some of it for the better, right? And this is what we get to look at. Like, what's picking up the phone? I, I but by the way, it's funny. I had a, like a client call yesterday. He's crushing life, crushing life. Like he didn't even know what to talk about yesterday. Everything's so fucking good. He's like, uh, I don't really know. But he's telling me how he started investing in cryptocurrency again. And if you don't know anything about cryptocurrency, then you know cryptocurrency is like really, really volatile. A few years ago, I made a lot of money in it too, but it takes you for a ride. Okay. So like the ride has begun again, like it is booming. It's a booming industry once again. So of course everyone's getting their money in, right. And he's like really excited about it, but he, he brought it up. I didn't even mention it because I didn't even know he was in it. And, and I, and then he starts mentioning all these other things in life that are kind of off. And I'm thinking, oh, that's interesting. He got on the ride, right. And this ride is very hyperactive. And in every other area of his life where he kind of mentioned something that was off, I saw that there was hyperactivity. I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. He got into this ride with cryptocurrency. It's literally drawing his attention into it. And he's starting to give it power in terms of how he perceives his personal value. So as this cryptocurrency energy, right, so to speak, is like training him where his value is because if the money if the market's good oh i'm a genius today i'm so valuable if the money goes if it goes down i'm not right bad boy all the triggers come up so i said cool you want to be in cryptocurrency do it all day long make as much money as you possibly can but let's use it as a as a way to bring presence into process so that every because he's like i'll keep checking my phone i keep looking at notifications uh-huh. i remember those all these things right he's like gathering information he's doing all the things that you're told to do but it's like it it literally it's a pendulum that takes your energy so i was like cool instead of every time you pick up your phone or look at a notification how about we use that as a trigger to sit and be quiet for five minutes get in alignment then check your phone get in alignment then go check the the discord group that you're in, right? And so when people are like, buy, 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 sell, 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 instead of just reacting with everybody, you can be in your alignment and feel into, do I buy, do I sell? And so it's like, don't get out, do what you're doing. Just do it consciously. Don't don't throw away your phone, just do it consciously. If every time you pick up your phone, because there's a free quiet moment, you can't be with yourself and you're checking how many likes you have, are you conscious right now? Or are you just trying to get a quick dopamine fix because someone liked your post? There's a really big difference between the two of those. And I want you to see that the, the one that most people are doing is constantly giving their power away to the internet, to social media, to crowd thinking, right? And all these things. And then you go, I don't know why I don't feel like worthy. It's because every moment of every day, you're giving up your worthiness. 
to something else. So that's kind of the point. So um, do you want to take a quick break here? And then we'll come back to those questions. I want to quickly let you guys know, right? I said in the beginning that um, if you enjoy this, right? Like we can, we can only do so much with you in, in a question, comment, chat box type situation. Uh, what I want to offer you is an opportunity to get on the phone with me personally. Um, it's going to be a 30-minute, sometimes a little bit longer conversation where beforehand you're going to fill out a questionnaire and really let me know like what's up in life right now, right? And so here where we just kind of have you like list something over there, we're asking you a series of questions. It really gives me a good understanding of where you are so we can just dive right in for that entire time. And just so you guys get an understanding, we charge right now $1,500 an hour for our coaching. $1,500 per hour for our coaching. What you can do right now is for 99 bucks, you can fill out that questionnaire and you can get on the phone with me for 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. And here's my promise to you. I promise that when you leave that call, your mind and heart will be blown so wide open that the way that you perceive life will never be the same. Okay. And if you decide that you want to move forward and, and be in one of our live coaching programs or uh, you want an in-home program, you know, we can discuss all of those options. Uh, again, we have prices ranging anywhere from $9 to $10,000 a month and everywhere in between. By the time we speak, you'll know what feels good to you. I'll know what feels good for us to invite you into, et cetera. Uh, but really the opportunity is like, hey, I want to see where this goes. I want to see if we can take this journey and go deeper. Um, I could tell you that we've obviously we've had conversation. Gabrielle, I know, is, is in our new program after having a conversation with me. Uh, Mary has obviously spoken with us. Lisa, Renee, like these are all people that have been around our circle. So uh, Kyle, I, I think, is a new name that I haven't seen yet. And there's probably a few others that, mm -hmm. that I maybe just did not see. But uh, yeah, that's the opportunity. Guys are going to drop the link in there, or I think you already did. But it's yeah. satoriprime.com forward slash masterclass. Again, it's uh, 99 bucks. If you do decide to move forward with any of our programs, we'll just use that 99 bucks as a credit towards whatever you decide to move forward with. Uh, if you don't decide to move forward uh, in any way, shape, or form, you can always ask and receive the 99 bucks back uh, as a refund. No questions asked. This is really just an opportunity for us to connect and for you to see the power of the work that we do here. And that's it. It's the simplest way to, to get started and get some direction on, on where best for you to start with the Satori Prime family. Awesome. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions on that, then uh, feel free to ask. But like Elon said, it's really no risk to you. So if you do want to have a conversation with us, um, that's the way to do it. If you're wondering why it's not free, uh, we tried the free thing, but people don't show up to calls. They don't value our time. And, um, you know, we uh, we don't we don't <laughs> we're way past the point where we don't val where we feel like we uh, want to waste our time. So um, that's the one resource none of us have that we can get back. So if you're going to come on there, please value our time. We're going to value yours. And that's a, that's a really big part of the integrity piece for us here. Totally. All right. So um, uh, hopefully uh, let's go to Kyle's question about, you know, unlocking the heart. I uh, love that question. Do you want to go or? Uh, I thought you already answered it. So uh... I, I, kinda, I just kind of want to talk about it in, in a more clarifying way for you, Kyle. 
So I think that's a really good question. And again, I'm so pleased to hear like a man asking that question because that, you know, that's oftentimes not on our radar. Like men, it's like, how do I achieve better? How do I become a better performer? You know, how do I execute? How do I get out of my own way? Shit like that. And a lot of times we leave the, what I think is the most critical piece, which is really your heart, <laughs> like, like off the table, we want to become um, like sociopathic or something like that. You know, it's the craziest thing. So awesome question. Um, I want to simplify it for you as best as I can. It, you know, when we start using language, like opening your heart or feeling more, uh, that could be very fucking frustrating <laughs> to say the least. I know that that frustrated me for years when people would say that I'm like, yes, that sounds awesome. And I don't know what I'm doing. Like, please help me <laughs> learn how to feel something. And, and I really, it was such a point of frustration for me. Cause I'm like, I could feel that that would be very healing for me, very balancing for me. I just was like, no one could ever quite explain to me how to feel. And, and that's the conundrum, right? Is no one can explain to you how to do something to be some way you can't do anything in the world of doing, which is all in the mind space, language, blah, 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 right? All that stuff and learn how to be more by doing more. It just doesn't work. That's why it's two completely different realms and very few people have good practices or understand the realm of being because it's much more mystical and abstract. It's kind of like more the feminine space. And then you have the mental space, which is a more masculine space with right. All about doing, getting things done, achievement, things like this. So what I would ask you to, to look at, is to separate emotions or opening your heart from something super simple, which is just sensations in your body. Notice that you have sensations in your body. Most people don't even realize that they really have these sensations. I can take you through an exercise. It's just not appropriate for this medium. And we do it in other mediums and, and coachings that we do. Um, I, I basically show people how to enter their subtle energy body. Very simply, everyone knows how to do this. It's just nobody's ever taught you. Or taking the time to just say, hey, check this out. Hey, look what's happening, right? And and you're like, holy crap, I've known how to do this my whole life. No one's ever pointed me in that direction. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a diagram because um, I just want you guys to understand that that consciousness is very well understood by, by the, the very few people on our planet. Yet it's very well understood by some of these people. And that we have very, very real maps and very real practices that take you through the journey of consciousness much, much faster, okay? This can naturally happen to people. This happens to people who have terminal diseases. This happens to people who have near-death experiences. This happens to people who are suddenly shocked by some event in their life. It happens even sometimes sporadically and spontaneously without that stuff too, right? It happens. So we have evidence that this happens. And I just wanted you to know that, again, like there's an evolutionary process happening. They've mapped consciousness. They understand how it works. And by the way, you can't skip any of the steps. So if there's like seven steps to consciousness, being super simple with, with that languaging, so keep that in mind, and you're at stage four, you can't jump to stage six or stage seven. You need to complete stage four and then go through stage five. It's just like a video game. You don't get to skip levels, right? So <clears throat> uh, I'm saying this because he, when it comes to um, your body and consciousness, I'm going to give you... Uh, four things that happen, but the first two are the important ones that I want to talk about. Um, the first one is gross sensation. So what does that mean by that? Um, well, if you notice like right now, until I bring attention to it, you don't really even realize that you have a body because you're not your body, right? You're really not. 
you're some awareness, right? You're this like all seeing, all knowing awareness consciousness that just kind of uses this as a tool for this specific dimension and density, but you're not your body, right? It's like, if you keep going in, like, where are you in your body? Like find yourself. All right. Again, you're this kind of like observer more than you are the body. So you really don't notice that you have a body yet. If I take like a, a bat or a stick or something like that, and I like bop you on the head, suddenly from not realizing that you have a head, suddenly it's like this pain, right? The pain, which is um, basically like something pain is an, is an energy that requires your attention. Okay. So we call it like a pay, pay attention in the now, so to speak. Right. So it's like pay attention in the now pain. So if I hit you, this sensation grabs all your attention and brings it here. And you're like, Oh, suddenly all you can think about is your head. If you have a headache, same thing, right? It's like suddenly all you have is a freaking head and you're like, Oh my God, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. So this is a gross sensation, right? Here's an energy that, that called all your attention to it. And then there's what we call like subtle sensations. These are like the, like the electrical currents that are moving through your body, subtle, subtle, subtle things that are happening inside your body that most people don't take the time to realize that they have full access to. And if they did, they would also have access to the parts that come up in the system that begin automated processes that most people are trying to overcome, that you cannot actually overcome. But as you get aware of them through the subtle energy space, they actually unbind themselves, heal themselves, just like your finger would if it got a cut. That's just what it does. But when the mental aspect of you... um, has an opinion about it and it tries to move the energy the way that it wants. It's just like trying to make things happen in your life instead of trusting again in divine force energy. So you're, you can make some things happen and it might seem like you're in control, but that's just an illusion, right? So it's like, Elon and I always say, it's like, you can, you can control your life. Have fun. It's, you can try. It's going to be very painful. Um, you're going to get a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. Cause it's uh, the divine force is trying to get you back into alignment all the time. So it's like kind of like, you know, uh, if you've ever been bowling and you put the bumpers up, like the ball bounces back and forth, like you're the ball bouncing back and forth while God's like, I'm just trying to get you aligned. You fucking idiot. You know, that kind of thing. So you can either kind of get results like water out of a hose, or you can actually learn how to be with subtle energy body, feel that energy move through your system, be completely guided by divine forces and actually get results like the, like a waterfall. That's like, that's how big of a difference it is. So it's like hose or waterfall. That's pretty much your choices. If you want the waterfall, then uh, the training of the subtle body is really where it's at. And just so you kind of have the diagram for the other two, so I'm not leaving you hanging. Um, Then we can go into a causal energy space and then we go to a non-dual. So if you've ever done like psychedelics, you've certainly experienced causal. And then if you've reached like the moksha, the the oneness of all things, then you've also experienced like a non-dual state and frequency notice how you haven't learned how to stabilize that yet because you can't skip to that stage you can experience it and get a taste and a glimpse but you can't stabilize it you know you still have to go through your shit so um the, so kyle to bring it back to your question uh what i would have you focus on is starting to as you meditate focus your uh attention your awareness on the heart and instead of trying to open it and make it feel something just feel the sensations that are moving through your heart Maybe it's heat, maybe it's uh, uh, clenching, whatever it is. And don't try to shift or change anything about what you're experiencing. Just keep noticing what's moving through. Chances are you're trying to like crane your heart open. The heart hates that, by the way. Because it's again, it's like it's like coming to a, uh, a little child and saying, hey, I need you to do this. And it's like, I don't want to do that right now. So it just actually closes it, closes it more. So the heart likes to be met 
with um, what we all want when we're in relationships, which is unconditional love. When you meet your heart with unconditional love, it opens. That's just what happens. So again, if you're like trying to make something happen, that's why it's actually not happening. It actually works against you because the heart's like, I don't feel that you're authentically coming and approaching me. I feel like you're trying to control something and it doesn't want to move. So the heart's like this bridge between the upper and lower chakra systems. And it opens and closes like a drawbridge to actually move the energy between the systems. So a lot of people feel um, like tension over here in their solar plexus because the solar plexus is working so hard. The heart's not even opening enough to move the energy up and down the systems. And then you get all this, you know, tension here. You feel like you're closed over here. Your heart's feeling all clamped and stuff like that. So again, without going into like all the things that we would work on in order to kind of reveal that space, that is the most simplistic way I could tell you is meditate, put your awareness on it and notice that there's a difference between watching it from a critical mind or watching it from a witness mind. That's the clue. And see if you can watch that heart from the witness mind. Hello, my favorite listener. That's you. I wanted to share with you some of the amazing results and breakthroughs your fellow Satorians are experiencing as we speak from being in the collective with us. So if you haven't heard about the collective or what you're missing out, check this out. So Amanda writes, a couple of years ago, I was destitute, living back with my parents at 36. I'd lost my job was overcome with chronic illness and a strong victim mindset, and I was totally stuck. Through the influence of your training, I'm enjoying a much more fulfilling life. I've moved back home, gotten a great job, taken control of my health, and even bought the car I've always wanted. I'm ready to go even further into my awakening and manifest the life I truly deserve. I couldn't be happier to be part of this tribe of amazing human beings. Robin said to us, thank you. Since March, I've started meditating every day. I've lost 27 pounds. I've resigned from a job that I hated but stuck with because of the money and I've already received three new job offers and even taken one of them that is paying more and I'm much happier. Plus, my relationship with my husband is flourishing too. Thank you. And Paul writes, after talking to my daughter, I now know that I feel relieved and much lighter because of it. Thank you again for everything. You guys have changed my life. I feel like I've come farther in the last few weeks than I have in the last few years. I'm so grateful for your help and support. I love you guys. Look, I know this podcast adds tremendous value to your life. My suggestion is head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and jump headfirst into the collective. After all, it's only a $9 a month investment and you'll get access to Guy and I in a whole new way. You'll learn some of the most cutting edge technology that we share with our best clients, but we can't really share here on the podcast. Imagine you and us interacting with each other live every two weeks for just $9. It's incredible, as you've seen before. So if you're wanting breakthrough results in your life quickly, head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and begin to deepen your journey as a Satorian today. Yeah, I just want to point out with like meditation, everyone's trying to make meditation into something. Like there's a goal with meditation. Meditation has no goal. Enlightenment is not the goal of meditation. Enlightenment is not the goal, period. Enlightenment's a game you can play. You being here is the goal. You've already achieved the goal. There's nothing you need to do in this life, in this world, to receive love. There's no achievement that you can get to that you'll receive more love from. So you might as well just start opening to the idea and your body and the energy that you can receive love as much as you're willing to allow in at any point in time. Most of us 
have a lot of shame around receiving love. We think we're not worthy of it. We think we have to do something, achieve something in order to something. When I get there, I will receive love. It is a depressing thing to get what you want in life and find out that you don't feel any more love. Not money, not relationships, not the body of your dreams. And all those things are worthy and very valid goals if you want them. I'm telling you right now, though, you you will not feel anything really different, not truly different inside your body by going after those things. Those are internal pieces that just really require attention. Like any child on this planet, it just requires love, nourishment, attention. <clears throat> and the mind will have you think that you need to do something to get there. This is why most people are so fucking stuck because they are stuck in the world of information and we have a system, you know, right? That is really backing that up. It's like, yeah, we have all the information you need in this world. And if you just get more information, then we'll solve everything. And, and it, it's notice that our world hasn't gotten much better. It's actually confused people. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, alienated people. It's created all these like tribal factions these days. There's a lot of great stuff for the internet too. I'm not like putting it down. Like I, I love the internet. I feel like it's made me a genius in many ways. But I could tell you that the real changes, you know, the transformations, the one that have drastically altered our lives in the last few years have nothing to do with information. Zero. Zilch. And, and, and we've done way more work in the last 24 months than we did in the 15 years before because we've gotten out of mind, literally. We, we no longer rely on the mind to guide us, which has been the most <laughs> phenomenal shift in our lives. It really has been. Very yeah. uh, Lisa, you were just asking, you know, uh, I'm wondering about drilling down a direction in meditation to recognize success blocks. I just feel like there's something one more step or so a belief about financial breakthrough. So here's what's really interesting, because it's like exactly what guy was talking about. Lisa, you're asking the question because you want to understand something. Mm-hmm. I was just saying this to someone like a few hours ago, we were, we were on a call. Um, and this this guy was joining our masterclass. And I was just kind of giving like a difference between what I believe most education is and where we are. And I think this will give you some, some feedback. So guy and I have been doing personal development for 17 years. When I tell you we've done everything, maybe not everything we we've done a lot of things, we've done lots of things. amazing mentors, amazing coaches. We've done most of the programs and, and mentors that you know of, you know, we we've experimented with all of them. And I can tell you that for a better part of a decade plus, what I was, what we were attempting to do is to understand the way our whole thing works so that we could operate it better, right? With this notion, it's like, okay, if you understand how the car works, then you should be, by theory, a better driver and and know how to operate this thing, right? So while I believe understanding is paramount, Okay, I really do. I I think understanding is step one. Like you can't jump into what we're talking about without that foundational understanding because it won't make any sense. Like the mind is just going to sabotage you from even tapping into that world. So just knowing all those pieces really, really makes a difference. But I got to the point that after 10 years, see, I think like everyone gets into personal development for one reason. You want to be a better human being right? Like you want to experience life 
at a higher level, whether that is deeper relationships, more money in your bank account, sharing more of your gifts, uh, having more confidence. Like that's why no one just sitting on their couch going like, you know what I want to do today? I want to dive into personal development because I want to eat more potato chips. No one does that, right? It's like you're up to something, okay? So we played the game and I mean like fully played the game. (laughs) And what I started to notice was that Yes, I had understanding, but the reactions were still the same reactions. And even though I understand where they came from, they kept coming. And I got to this point where I was like, okay, I've been doing this for 10 plus years. Like, why am I still dealing with the same stuff? Yeah, maybe I have like a better understanding of how it's happening, but like, that's not really fucking making a difference. And so we started to look elsewhere just like we had in other times in our life, we just started to look elsewhere. And where we are today is this, and this kind of, to your point, Lisa, is this, like, you know, reading a book like, uh, was it the Millionaire's Mind? will give you a really good understanding, foundational understanding of why you have the money blocks that you do. But, or I should say, and it's not going to provide you the release from those money blocks. You'll understand them, but there's no healing around them, right? The next time you think about X amount of money in your bank account or this business opportunity leaving or whatever it might be, guess what happens? The same shit keeps getting triggered over and over and over. And it doesn't matter how much understanding you throw at it and how many books you read about it and how many ways you scalpel knife it and look at it. Tell me you don't still have the same exact reactions. So we just got to the point where we're like, you know what? There's got to be some other way. And that's where we really started to do. And so like, you know, the masterclass leads you into the foundation of a lot of this stuff. And then Invictus and our Ascension program is really where like all this stuff just gets unraveled. Because at the end of the day, right now, any of you do, do this with me right now. Think of something scary around your finances, like, like you losing money, a business opportunity, a certain dollar amount in your bank account, just like bring it to mind and just pay attention to what's happening in your system. And I guarantee you there's contractions happening all over, whether it's in your heart, your stomach, like it just, it just cringing like this. And what understanding does is it tries to avoid that sensation and tries to explain its way out of it. So that in theory, you never have to experience that again. And my question to you is this, has it worked? (laughs) And I don't know if you've done, like, I don't know how long you've been doing this work, but I can tell you after 10 plus years from my personal experience, the sensation is still there. And the parts that want to avoid the sensation are very much still there. So the question is, is that healing? Are you actually going in and healing anything? Or are you looking for, you know, U-turns and exits to avoid it, but then you drive a little bit farther and the same thing happens over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. The difference here, and I mean here like Satori Prime, is that we're all about healing this stuff. And so our clients, like we've we've been doing this work for 17 years, our clients after less than a year are having the same results that it took us 17 years to get. Because understanding where the stuff came from, yeah, it's cool right? It is, but it's not solving your problem. 
healing the stuff actually heals it. And so that the next time a business opportunity leaves, you're not, like I said, taken on a ride and then find yourself three months down the road or six months down the road or six years down the road going like, holy shit, where the fuck did I just go? Where you can actually stand in your power no matter what and all that stuff just doesn't, it's not even like you have to think about it not phasing you. It just doesn't phase you. You can stay in your alignment. You stay in that frequency. And here's what I told someone, like, you. here's the thing around money, right? Like, if you're in any service business or anything like that, think about this. Have you ever been hit on or in a situation, any situation, whether relationship or business, where someone came to you and the energy and frequency that they were at was needy because where they were coming from was a place of lack and I don't feel safe. When you're around those people, what do you want to do? Are you leaning in and like, oh, let me come and help you? Or are you like, fuck away from me? And it doesn't matter how good it is on paper or how good they look. You're running in the other direction, right? That's what happens. Now, there's a different frequency, right? And and hopefully you guys receive this from us. Like, kind of have nothing about you working with us or not working with us. This is what we do. We love doing it. We wake up every morning working on ourselves. We spend every moment of every day experiencing life to better ourselves. And then we get to come out here. And luckily, we are blessed enough to have people who actually care enough to take time out of their day to listen. And by listening, their lives get transformed, right? What a gift. How amazing is that? But like, if you're in this frequency, whether you're listening to podcasts, you're on this right now, whatever it might be, right? Notice the frequency. Do you feel that there's a neediness or a lack or like, oh my God, we got to get these people into our programs because if we don't, like, do you feel any of that? (laughs) I hope not. But just tune in like right now, like tune in. Is that the, the frequency? that you're receiving or is the frequency like, wow, I'm in the presence of someone who's grounded, who is on a journey, who's reaching out a hand, actually willing to help and support wherever I'm at. And that I feel like I can choose in or out and it be okay. No matter what, like I don't have to do shit to please them. I don't have to join in to please them. I don't have to join out to please. I just get to like be here and experience myself and remember myself and just notice how different that is. Cause you've been on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you've been on both sides of it. And that to me, uh, and I think it was Lisa, right? Like it's not about drilling down to the, that something there's a frequency. When you think about lack, when you think about missing out, when you think there's something that's happening, and it's not about understanding it. It's just about being with it. Being with it. And, and you can ask simple questions like, what, what are you wanting to communicate with me? What have I not listened to? What have you been wanting to say to me? Because that part is just afraid. It's just afraid. And then the mind convinces you that until you have X amount of money in your bank account, you're not deserving of love. You're not deserving of support. 
You're not deserving of safety. You're not deserving of belonging or acceptance. And so you go chase these things instead of actually healing the part that if you actually went and took time and was with that part would just naturally in its own path disappear and heal once and for all. So I I would focus more on awareness of and allowing that thing to be without adding any of the other stuff that we add to it. And then just start to notice what happens and what it's showing to you. Brilliant. I love that. You guys. So um, unless there's any more questions, we'll, we'll begin wrapping up right now. Uh, Just a few things to mention to you again, Uh, whether right now or sometime later today, um, we have a program that's starting this week or next week. Uh, The intro call is next week. It's June 5th. Do we have any more spaces in that program or is that one all fold out? So, so right now we're at this point where we didn't even have a conversation about this, yeah. but like we're, we're at this point where we can actually break them up into two classes. So yeah, we, we definitely have, we definitely have, uh, there's one other person that's supposed to join. So it would be one, basically one spot is what we have. Got it. So if you guys, for those of you guys who are on here and you're like, I, I know that I at least want to have a conversation about what that could look like. And you have a sense of urgency about some area of your life that you want breakthroughs in and you want to join like a program that's coming up. That's generally speaking where most people end up is our 100 day masterclass. If it's not a right fit for you, trust me, we'll let you know that upfront, there's a lot of other options, um, whether it financially doesn't work for you or the time doesn't work for you, whatever it might be, or you're just not there yet right now, or you want like another month to think about it, whatever it might be, that's fine. Uh, we'd still urge you to take the application to have that conversation and find out. Again, you really have nothing to lose because if you don't work with us, we just refund your money and we part as friends and you can come back whenever you feel like that's the time for you. Um, so the link is satoriprime.com backslash masterclass. That, that's available for you anytime uh, for that $99 application. So it, you know, there's usually like three places people are at right now. If you're a, a no, this is not for me. That's totally fine, guys. Like Elon said, we don't come here with an attachment of whether or not you're supposed to work with us, right? If it feels good, awesome. If not, no big deal. Um, and feel free to come back to these webinars and get value from them as often as you like. Um, and then there's like the people who are yes. If you're a yes, like you feel that intuitively, we say, go get go get the app. Let's have a conversation. And then the last place is kind of like, a, yeah, I wanted to do this, but. And then you have this like story, but, but money, but time, but blah, 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 right? Whatever comes after it. And people use money or time as a pretty much a knee-jerk reaction to get everyone off their back because we've learned if we say that nobody really asks you any more penetrating questions, just like, okay, right? However, if you want to break through in your life, what I want you to notice is that what comes after the but is generally what dictates your life. It just is. It's what you use to not participate in things that you may feel like are going to make a difference for you. And for many people, you know, the genealogy of that. And you also know that it's dictated your life for a long time. I don't even have to go into it. You could just reflect on that yourself. Um, If you feel like this is an opportunity that would have you disappear that butt. So that butt no longer gets to choose whether or not you do things with your life. Then I would offer you to take the next step and grab that application Many, many years ago, Elon and I um, were wanted to participate in a program that was well beyond our financial means. It was about $3,000. It was a 10-month-long program for each one of us. I was just in college. I had zero money. And we went to this introduction oh, knowing... Yeah. 
What? Broke ass. Yeah, broke ass people, right? And, you know, and, and we went to this introduction with hesitancy because we knew if we went to the introduction, we might want to do the program. And guess what? He said something during that introduction that I was like, holy fuck. If I could live my life that way, that would make a huge difference. And what he said in specifically and during that introduction was, you will not have fear dictate your life anymore. Like you'll be free of fear. And that to me was like unimaginable at the time. I was 21 years old. My whole life was dictated by what I was afraid of. I couldn't go on job interviews. I was afraid of everything. I never even tried in school because I was too afraid to find out that I wasn't good at stuff. So my whole life was dictated by this fear. When he said that, I knew I wanted to do the program. And when we left there, we had a conversation about the program. I said, Elon said, do you want to do it? I said, yes. He goes, and let's figure out a way. And that was uh, 16 years ago. No, 15 years ago now. And since then, that that same God, experience is... 15 years what? ago. Holy 15 years. crap. Yeah, wow. 15 years ago. Because I was 21. I'm, I'm, I'll be 36 this year. So, um, you know, crazy, right? So... But that that one choice that we made that time completely changed the direction of our life because later on, we ended up working with a coach that was $15,000 a month, right? And that was really expensive. We had, we had the ability to pay for it, but it was like a big chunk of you know what we were bringing in at the time. And here's the thing, like you get off the phone and you have that knot in your stomach because you know that you want to, but then the bank account dictates whether you do or your time, or, or other people in your life, or whatever it might be, right? Your past, something dictates. And what Elon and I have learned over time is we ask ourselves one question. We say, do you want to do this thing? And if the answer is yes for the both of us, we figure it out, bottom line. Because the considerations always come after the yes. All the reasons why to do it, why not to do it, the pros and cons lists that people make, all that stuff is great. But it's like, then what's dictating your life? Is it the mind or is that thing that we've been talking about here on this webinar? This like, it feels good. I want to do that next inch. Let's see what happens when I take that step. Let me, let me feel how worthy I am to at least say yes to something that is really calling to me. And notice how most of us don't do that. It's like, oh, I'm not worthy of it. It's okay. Maybe later. Maybe 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when I get my business just right, maybe when I'm in the right relationship, maybe when I move, right? And it's always like this one day, someday conversation. But guess what? Someday never fucking comes. You die with those some days. So it's kind of like my, my, my bit of a challenge to you to reflect on these for yourself and see if that makes a difference. If you truly don't have money, we get it. We get it, right? Some people just don't have the finances. That makes sense. It doesn't mean that that's where the conversation needs to end. There are many, many ways for people to go get money for things when something feels urgent for them to do. Trust me, Elon and I have done it many, 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 many times. We found the money or was gifted the money. I could tell you incredible magical stories because we said yes and we allowed ourselves to actually mean it. Yes, I want to do this thing. Not with considerations, just yes, I want to do this thing. And those things that we said yes to have drastically and dramatically transformed and changed our lives for the positive. So this is for a lot of people, one of those things that they face down and then they go, I really want to do this, but so my, my thing is like, if even you're going to do the program or if you're not, at least honor yourself enough to have a breakthrough around that, butt and bring some awareness and consciousness to it and see what happens when you don't let that dictate your life, your value, your decisions or the direction that your life gets to go in. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, is there anything else? Was there something with Jason there? No, I just really liked, like what he said. I, he, he wrote, it seems that we all start with this place of trying to get to a level of stability very objectively 
once stability is found, then people tend to discover the deeper subtleties, which is where the true journey starts. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, there's such a nuance to this work, and, and it really is beautiful. Like, the journey really, really never stops. It just keeps getting more beautiful and more experiential than, than um, conceptual. And I think when you're, when you get to a point where you don't have to understand every single step of the way, man, what opens up to you is just so powerful. And yeah, that, that takes time and, and a feeling of safety and, and security and stability. So yeah, that was it. You can uh, move a lot faster with that. Yeah, you move a lot faster when you give up understanding. Uh, Kyle, Caleb, Gabrielle, Jason, Marie, uh, Mary, sorry, Lisa, Renee. I don't know who else was on here that I missed maybe. Uh, just wanted to personally thank you guys all for being here and taking time out of your day to be here and share and ask questions. Um, it really just makes this all worthwhile. So love you. And I hope to be chatting with as many of you as possible. And uh, yeah, till then, hope to yep. see you guys in our community. One last quick thing. If you're on the fence and you're just like, hey, I just want to hear from other people, their experiences working with you, um, you're free to stay here as long as you want. I'm going to play a, a video here of just clients of ours, students of ours and different programs talking about working with us. Feel free to watch it. Stay as long as you want. Mull it over and, and see if it makes a difference for you. Uh, if not, then you're free to go, of course. And again, thank you guys. We know you can be in a million places right now. And we really value the fact that you chose to be here with us be part of this conversation and just be somebody who's, who's up to something, a game in this world of, um, I don't even want to say bettering ourselves, but transforming ourselves, making ourselves more aware, more conscious, because ultimately all the changes that I know that most of us want to see happen on this planet are not going to happen because we're yelling at a crowd or posting online. They happen because we do our inner work. And that transcends into your relationships, your conversations, and every person that you touch. And that changes other people, too, and transforms them as well. And, and, and that's, that's the great journey. That's, that's the path for, for this world to change. So, you know, thank you for being somebody who stands for that. We really honor and, and love you for, for being that kind of person. And uh, we hope to see you in one of our programs. And for those of you guys who are taking applications, we're very excited to talk to you. And uh, can't wait to hopefully work with you as well. All right, guys. Love you lots. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us you can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.